0: Moto America fans, it's time for another episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you may even learn something from this unlikely pair and their special guest. The mic is yours, Paul and Shaw. Hey, Moto America fans! Welcome to this latest episode of Off Track with Carruthers and Bice. Carruthers is on the far side. I'm Bice, and in the middle we have ridiculous racing supersport rider Nick McFadden from owensboro kentucky or the owb as we affectionately call it nick glad to have you on here yep thanks we, for having me we've been wanting you for a while to come down and, and hang out with us so we, we we wanted to have you on video especially for the the whole effect of the you know the nick mcfadden look i mean look at yeah, the guy
1: handsome ruggedly handsome totally get that.
0: so I can make fun of how
1: it's <laughs> all no yeah. well maybe, maybe oh, yeah that's me. why that's why <laughs> can you tell us what your favorite beer
2: is
0: Coors light <laughs> But no, (laughs) it's one of the things that's funny about you, Nick, is you're from that area, but your accent's different than everybody else. Do people tell you that, and
2: why is it? I have no idea why it is. They just say you talk slow, and I think that's that's what it it is.
1: It's just slow. Or okay,
2: well, some of the other guys from around there migrated. I mean, Jake's not too far away, but JD came from Washington, so his accent's not as bad. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I guess I hung it. All my friends mostly are country, besides the guys I race with. So it's probably a pickup from yeah. There. The other
0: question I want to ask you is: so your relationship with the Haydens? People don't really. I mean, I think some, most people know, but some people don't. Tell us, tell us what that's all about. Your last name's McFadden, but the Hayden background.
2: Yeah, I'm not actually technically related to them one of my cousins i is thought everybody to in that sister. state was related oh, i didn't need to set it up that way sorry, <laughs> sorry. So, go on I, mean, <laughs> go ahead, I guess we date our cousin I don't yeah know, that's the word on the street up. i don't date my cousins but <laughs> <laughs> anyways yeah one of my cousins is married to their sister so i guess her last name is mcfadden so they think we're related but not really but i just grew up on the same street as tommy he lived a couple houses <laughs> down from me and uh Roger and them have always been a mile or two away and uh, I've just been riding around there since I was little and always been around them so I guess people think we're related but not really and uh, yeah I've just been hanging around that circle forever so I get kind of associated with it I guess.
1: Now you're kind of like the you're the youngest one in that group right? You like you're the one that seems like they pick on the most. Like you're like the the target.
2: Yeah, I think Roger used to get picked on the most, and now that I'm the baby, we got a new generation of people. He likes picking on me the worst. <laughs> who, who I get <laughs> drug around the garage by my underwear and uh, <laughs> <I've seen laughs> some, some other stuff. <laughs> is it? Are you talking about Roger that does it, or is it any of the guys?
1: Roger's the ringleader. Isn't yeah,
2: he? he's the instigator. for <laughs> Really? Sure, yeah,
1: he's making up for all the stuff that he got when he was the young one. Yeah. He
2: he passed it on to me. So now I'm the one that takes everything. It's kind of weird. Like, even though I don't know, I ride at a decent speed, I wouldn't say I'm the fastest guy out here, but, uh, on the practice track on the daily, I'm the slowest guy. And most of the time, if I went somewhere else, I'd be one of the faster ones. It's always, yeah, it's cool to ride with those guys and I'm always chasing them, but I'm the youngest guy and I'm always the slowest guy, mostly every day. So it's always, uh, I don't know. It's always tough for me, but it's it's got to block it out. Yeah. At what
0: point did you get involved in motorcycles? You mentioned that you were down the street from Tommy. Is it because of him or did you just like motorcycles anyway?
2: Yeah. No one in my family rode. So, uh, it was definitely from him. I was a little kid. My mom would stay home with me and we have a, front door that has a big glass in it and I would just sit there and look outside because I couldn't do anything I was a little kid and I would see Tommy Willie in his pit bike that was his favorite thing to do was see if he could go all the way around the court doing a Willie (laughs) and uh, I would see him doing that probably three or four times a week and then I asked my dad if I could get a PW50 and uh, Santa Claus brought it a couple couple months later and I've just been riding ever since and then we built this little track in my backyard and uh he came down and helped helped out and then rode with me. So I've just been been doing it since I was three and a half or four. That's cool. How many how many kids are in your family? Uh just three. It's me. I'm the oldest, twenty-two, then I have a little sister that just went to college last weekend, and then my little brother's ten, but none of them. The little brother's funny. Him.
0: Yeah, Tanner's kind of <laughs> got his own personality. I've actually never met him, but I hear he's pretty active on social
2: media and stuff. Uh, he posts some funny stuff. <laughs> I'd like to say that he's a troublemaker, not by my fault. mostly my friends that instigated that <laughs> he'll come funny. in the house and say something that my mom doesn't think is very funny, but <laughs> he picked it up from somebody around there. I would say it wasn't me.
0: That's quite a difference in age though. I mean, he's probably grown up fairly fast because he's been around older people, older, your, your, you know, your parents, but certainly the fact that you're, You're older, and your sister's quite a bit older than him. So Yeah,
2: I'd say for sure. He picks up sports a lot quicker than I did, or he's a lot more advanced than I was at that age, probably Mm -hmm. just from me beating up on him. And uh, Jake, those two act the same age. They'll be upstairs arguing. (laughs) Jake Jake Lewis. Lewis. They'll be upstairs arguing, yelling at each other. I'm like, dude, you're 23, and he's 10. (laughs) (laughs) Chill out. (laughs) But he's, I think he's 10, too. And and Tanner is probably (laughs) quite a bit shorter than Jake. Yeah, he's a little bitty guy. Jake, he's probably, I don't know, four foot something. Jake's six foot, what, six foot three, and they're just up there bickering at each other all night. (laughs) My mom goes up there and puts the end to it. That's
1: amazing. Does he like motorcycles, Tanner?
2: No, he'll ride in the backyard every now and then, but not really. He's a hockey and football guy now. Oh, he plays hockey. Yeah, he loves hockey. He travels all the time. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, Most of the time in the winter, I'm always home by myself because my parents travel to his uh, tournaments or whatever every every weekend. Wow, he's going to probably
0: try to continue with that and do more with it, huh?
2: Yeah, he's dabbling into football, and he likes that, so who knows. Right now, he's juggling two sports. I'm sure when he gets to ninth grade or whatever, he's going to have to pick one or the other. Wow. Is he a pretty good skater? Yeah, I'd like to to say so. I don't know. He's probably top – two or three on his team that's and they great play on a triple a team that travels every weekend that's good. so that's pretty good yeah <laughs> that's did amazing. you do any other sports uh just hockey well, i played baseball but then i got scared of the ball whenever they started throwing about 50 or 60 <laughs> i would back out of the plate so i just quit, quit playing. <laughs> so so you played hockey too yeah i was a, i played defense and that's what he plays the same position wow was, yeah.
0: what's the deal with hockey with you guys i mean i wouldn't think it, that area is being big on hockey
2: well, that was the sport that my dad played. My oh. uncle was a goalie for uh, University of Kentucky. Really? So, yeah. So I just kind of took after them. That's oh, a great sport. I still sport. have all my teeth. Cause my, <laughs> they don't. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was
0: going to say you yeah, have a good smile I'm, for being I'm, a hockey player. I'm glad. I'm glad <laughs> I
2: still have all my teeth. I got out there <laughs> early enough before they started playing with the half shields. Well,
0: what's it? What's it like to be? You know, Hayden Gillum is your teammate, and he's obviously from your area. You're, he's part of your your group that you hang out with. What's it like to be teammates with him? You. Man, you see him
2: a lot. You're around him all the time, aren't you? Yeah, he lives in the same area. We don't see each other that that much, as much as I do the other guys. He kind of does his own thing, which seems to be working for him because mm-hmm. he's winning the races. But uh, I don't see him as much as I do the other guys. But we grew up together and traveled together when we were little kids. And, uh, yeah, we've known each other since we were four or five. So mm-hmm. we kind of predict what each other is going to do. Really? But, yeah.
0: That's cool uh, do you work much together on race weekends since you're on the same team and on the same bike essentially?
2: I wouldn't say like he and I directly working together. I get to use some of his data which helps me out but uh like personal wise not, not too much I may be asking a couple of questions here and there, but it's nothing uh, nothing big.
1: Is there any one guy in that group that helps you more than anybody else? Is it Roger or?
2: Yeah. I'd like to think Roger or JD. I mean, those two are more mature than the rest of us. So, uh, and they got quite a bit more knowledge, but if it's one of those two, I don't know. I'd like to say Roger probably a little bit more, but JD does help me out quite a bit. And, uh, He's definitely the smartest working on bikes. So if I have bike problems, he's always there to JD. help me in that. Yeah, but I'd like to think Roger probably I a I thought Jake bit more Lewis the was right. the more, most
1: the most mechanically. Uh,
2: yeah, if you want your bike brakes put on backwards or a lever <laughs> on top of the perch or something, he might be your guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then I
1: saw these guys. I don't know if you follow it, Sean, but these guys are always, if they can ever get a photo of each other sleeping. like when they're driving which is usually jake right jake sleeps a lot doesn't he? yeah
2: this is what he did yesterday we drove up here eight hour drive seven of the eight hours he lays in the back complaining how tired he is blah blah blah. (laughs) so bobby and i are in the front driving we're talking to each other whatever then he finally goes up there for the one the last hour he finally gets in the front we go in the back fall asleep immediately he's getting a selfie (laughs) Posting it on Facebook with those. Ten minutes suite. after. And uh, I don't know how, but we ended up laying head close. <laughs> Our heads were pretty close. And oh. then I've been hearing craft about it all oh, uh, Incriminating
0: photos. Oh yeah. Well you guys are all close. So I guess there's no, um you're just back to you and Hayden on the same team, your your riding style is quite a bit different than Hayden's, right? I mean, body type's different too. That probably has something to do with it. But would you say you ride differently
2: than he does? Yeah, for sure. Our body uh, position quite a bit different. He's a little bigger. He uses uh, more of his body, I'd say, in the corners, and I wish I could do that. I've been working on that a little bit. I think I sit too much in the middle of the seat, kind of old school, and uh, I'd like to I'd like to get off and, and use my body a little bit more in the corners. I'd say he manhandles the bike a little better than mm-hmm. I do, and uh, that's something that I need to work on. Mm.
1: Now, you do a lot of coaching and stuff with those ridiculous
2: guys, right? We do a little bit. If they, they like to have uh, four or five students, they keep their schools uh, pretty small, which is awesome for the student uh, getting to learn one-on-one with the instructors. I wish I could do. I wish I could have had that opportunity growing up. Whenever I was a little kid, but uh, it might be a little bit more expensive to go to that school, but they get more one-on-one time and. If they need help with that, if they're running short or whatever, it will help a little bit. Hmm. But most of the time, we're just out there working on uh, what we need to work on. We work with uh, Ken Hill. I've been working with him the past couple of years, and he'll give us a checklist that we need to do, and we go out there and just work on that on our own. But, uh, yeah, if they if they get in a bond and need somebody, we'll for sure go over there and help.
1: Do you find yourself still – I mean, obviously you're still improving, but is there, has there been some rough periods where you don't – you kind of feel like you get in a rut?
2: Well, this year has been one of those times, I don't know, I feel like the Super Stock 600 year that I won a couple races and got on the box quite a bit, I mean, that was probably one of my most enjoyable years. And then last year, just being, I finished off the podium three times by point zero zero one, mm-hmm. which is nothing. right? And so, like, I felt like I had it, and then this year I had high expectations getting on the R6, and then we had four or five guys come into the 600 class, and I've been... Uh, back in seventh or eighth. So I've been improving and I feel like I'm riding a lot better, but not getting the results that I want. So I feel like I'm, I don't know, like I need to have a little bit more confidence and just go for it one weekend, I guess. I I wouldn't say I'm in a rut because I'm improving and I'm faster than I was last year, but it's just frustrating being back there whenever coming into the season, I thought I was going to be a lot closer to it. But it's
1: also got to be difficult. I mean, it's a tough class and there's a lot of fast guys in there and it's I mean, I don't know how big – is it. Is it a big step to get to the next group?
2: I'd say I'm getting closer. I mean, race two at Sonoma, that's probably one of my worst tracks, and my fastest lap was only two or three tenths off the guy that got on the podium. So it's not that. It's just being – I feel like I'm picking up the speed. It's just being consistent for 19 laps instead of only being there for 10. Right. It's just uh, – I feel like I'm picking the speed up a little bit here and there we're getting a lot closer, but I need to do that over race distance instead of just for a couple laps. But uh, that's something that I've been working on, and I'm getting a little better. But I want to be there now instead of taking my time. Is your
1: goal to get on a bigger bike? I mean, do you think a
2: 1,000 would work well for you, like stock 1,000? or? I mean, if the opportunity was there, I'd like to get there. But in the class that we're in right now is the most competitive thing that there is besides, I'd say, super bike. I wouldn't like... I wouldn't like to make the jump to Superbike until I win Super Sport six hundred races or a championship. I feel like I'd just be taking a couple steps backwards right. whenever I need to work on myself and uh I need to win races here first to prove myself before I get on a bigger bike. And
1: You're still young.
2: Twenty two. Twenty two, yeah. Wow. Um where Sean's shirt
1: is twenty
0: three. <laughs> 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 this uh, weekend we're at Pittsburgh International Race Complex. I oh, yeah, didn't Race. even mention that. Yeah, we're, we're and, like well, here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, here we are, and you know, we're at, it's the week. It's before the weekend starts. This is a three-day weekend for us. Tell us about Pittsburgh. Most every rider we ever talk to says they really like this track. And uh,
1: how do you feel about it?
2: Yeah, coming from the track that we just left, <laughs> I love this place. But so you're uh, not
1: a Sonoma fan. Not
2: a Sonoma fan at all. What, like what do a, you like about this?
0: Does any does being closer it's one of the closer tracks to home isn't it for you yeah it's only eight
2: hours mm-hmm. uh it's super smooth with the new asphalt it's a fast flowing and i think it's going to work well for our bike so uh i've rode the r6 here but i'm looking forward to it and uh yeah just being back on the east coast is super nice we've been right. out on the west coast for a while now so it's it's kind of nice being back in uh my natural habitat i guess you could say and uh yeah i feel like i've done pretty decent here in the past i haven't got the best results but it hasn't been bad so yeah i'm looking forward to the weekend i think it's gonna be pretty good the um so ridiculous
0: racing is based in utah and you you've spent a lot of time out, out in utah and what's that like for you that's quite a different place in kentucky for you is it does it feel like you're on
2: another planet when you're there uh, yeah, well, a couple of years ago was the first time I'd really been there whenever I raced out there, and I, I wasn't so fond of the, the area, but now I go out there and spend quite a bit of time with Josh and his dad, Adam, and uh, they live in a really nice park just on the other side of Salt Lake and like the Park City area, and uh, it's awesome out there. I love spending time there, and I go there every chance I get now, mm. and uh, before I, didn't, I wasn't a big fan, and now I love the area, so... Yeah, it's just quite a bit different than what I'm used to, but I, I really like the atmosphere and everything that's going on around there. What
0: when you're there, do you stay with them, the yeah, I stay in their house? Okay, right. well that's that's got to be pretty nice. To um, it's a great team. I mean, the way it's a father and a son, and you know, I, I don't know how many people. I don't even understand the concept of the ridiculous. Are you? Can you explain that at all to us? What the Rick is? It's something to do with college? Right? With Josh? Yeah,
2: Josh went to college and. Uh, I'm not, honestly, I'm not sure. I guess they called him Rick. It was like a persona or something I think in uh, in college, and they just called him Rick, and then I guess he started calling his buddies Rick. and then so <laughs> at, we're all Rick's. We got Rick's, Nicks, and Sean's. Our whole team's made up of three three names, really? <laughs> I mean, there's Kelly or like uh, there's Kelly, yeah, there's one or two of them, but there's That's multiples funny. of the Rick, Nick, Rick. Nick's and Sean's over there. We got two or three of these. So, really? Yeah, I didn't know there were a
0: couple of Sean's, so I should join that team then. I could fit right in. Yeah. There's, There's no Pauls Yeah. No Paul. No, no Paul's. You
2: can't join
1: sorry yes, I'm gonna have to stay here.
0: <laughs> um and you they I know Josh, I think Josh is the one that does a lot of the video work with you guys. Are you are you in quite a few videos with them? I mean you guys do quite a bit every weekend.
2: Yeah, they try to get a little bit of everything, really. They start, we do an interview before the weekend, and then they cover footage all through the weekend of the sessions and stuff like that. And then the, at the end of the weekend, they do like a wrap up. But, uh, yeah, Rick we TV, have, Rick TV, uh, right. We have Josh that, uh, he runs the microphone, and then Nick, he's shooting most of the video. And those two do an awesome job together, and they're trying to get some good footage for the fans. And That's cool. Online, I was trying so to think cool.
1: what that is the other Nick. The video cool guy, guy. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, he's a good guy. Um, do you find when you're out in Utah compared to Kentucky? And I know you obviously train all the time. You're always at JD's Turn Tracker. You're doing bicycles back home, and in Utah, you're training as well. I talked to Gage a couple of years ago. Gage Reese is um, Kelly Reese is the team manager. Gage is his son, and they moved to Owensboro and. One of the things Gage told me about living there is he would notice the difference in the uh, elevation and atmosphere. Do you do you feel it when you're out there?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think just the city itself's at 4,500 feet where we're at probably six or 700 feet back home. So immediately whenever I get there, I feel it. I don't think the first day you really feel it and then it starts setting in day two, day three. But uh, yeah, we went out there this winter for uh, we like did body testing and stuff with Mike's test to, just to see where we were like physically wise. And, uh, I think if you live there, your numbers were a little bit better than say mine or Hayden that came in from uh Kentucky just because mm. they're acclimated to it and stuff. And then, uh, I went out there couple, like three weeks ago and I stayed a week or so before and then went cycling wherever I was already acclimated and it wasn't really much of a difference to me. So, uh, I'd say just the first couple of days are hard for us, but then after day four or day five, then we're pretty much. But explain it. So
0: it's at a higher elevation, which means there's less oxygen in the air. so it's oxygen getting to your what your blood and is that what it is?
2: Yeah, just like say cycling, for instance. I don't notice it too much on the bike besides like I'll get caught in my mouth, but Scott Russell and Shane Turpin and I, we went and climbed the hill. And you'll just get of breath way quicker. You don't have as much oxygen running through your, through your blood, and uh, you'll just get lightheaded a little quicker. Mm. So usually they'll end up dropping me the first or second day out there, and by the end of the week, then I'm right back with Really? But yeah.
0: So then when you go back home and you get back with your OWB guys, do you see – is your fitness better?
2: Does it help at all? I mean, I'd say maybe w- – for a day or two. Really? I don't notice a big difference. Some people say that they do. They say they get back down to sea level and they're just like they just rock it for a day, but I don't feel like that. You don't? No. Yeah. Really, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Some people notice it more than others. It's about like anything, it affects people differently. But I'd say going out there affects me a lot worse than coming up. Like, I don't notice the change back. Coming home, but on the way out there, I do for sure. Mm.
1: So the negative effects more than the positive. Yeah, for sure. That's mm. too bad. Yeah, I wish it was the other way around. <laughs> yeah, it would be better. You need to give Roger a harder time on the bicycle.
2: <laughs> I need to put that training mask on whenever I'm riding. Maybe that'll help me out. I put see, the a, training guy, I see mask a guy. at home wears at one of those, and, and he's on like a beach cruiser.
1: It doesn't make any hey, sense. I but.
2: got passed <laughs> by a guy on a beach cruiser one time, <laughs> and I did not feel good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You,
0: you mentioned Scott Russell and Shane Turpin, who also raced. Um, what's it like to hang out with Scott? I mean, Scott's kind of a different person than he was when he raced, or at least maybe what you heard about the way he was when he raced. Um, how do you get along with him?
2: Yeah, me and him uh, spent quite a bit of time together out in Utah, and uh, I like hanging out with him. We went to a bike race together, and uh, he's kind of like me. talk talks slow. He's a Southern boy. so uh, Yeah, that must kinda, be a
1: long conversation.
2: Yeah, maybe you're <laughs> not – or. Yours and his five minute conversation is our ten minute conversation. So, <laughs> right. so yeah. if you guys did
0: a podcast, you wouldn't cover as much material as all yeah. and I do. Or it'd be
2: like four hours. We'd get twenty <laughs> yeah. minutes in, y'all's thirty. So <laughs> he's he's really
0: committed to the bicycle stuff now, though, right? I mean, he's really yeah, he's into not. It.
2: Yeah, I'd say he loves it. Just because, I mean, he doesn't have much else going on. I think uh, he kind of set himself up pretty good for retirement. Yeah, and uh, so he doesn't have much else that he that he does. I think he has a girlfriend back home, but other than that, cycling's pretty much his life now. That's cool. So I know when we were out there, I like to sleep in a little later, probably nine o'clock-ish. He's up staring at me at 6.30. Really? He's, uh, yeah, he's like, you ready to ride, man? I was like, no, I'm hey, still sleeping for another 30 hey, minutes. man, you ready to yeah. ride? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if not, right, he's just bugging out, ready to ride, <laughs> which is cool, but... So tell
0: us about the turn track at JD's. Now, you, you've been part of that group long enough that I understand uh, Sunset Downs was where you used to ride. That's no longer, they filled it in or something like that. And so now you go to JD's and, and ride his turn track? Is his turn track set up the way Sunset Downs was? Is it different than what? Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, his turn track's quite a a bit different. We used to have like a pumpkin patch out there that we would till up for the rest of the year and uh, ride at Sunset Downs. And we rode there so much that the dirt like turned to sand kind of just because we kept breaking it down every single day. And uh, yeah, but that was cool. We would always change the new layout. Nikki would have a new track that he would want out there every year. So it was always changing up, which was super cool. And yeah. now we have J.D.'s place, which is he laid it out on the side of the hill, so we have off-camber corners. Wow. It's up and down, has some elevation and stuff. So it's just a lot different, and I feel like it's pretty technical. Uh, he's I, He rides like point-and-shoot, kind of helps him that works his favor a little bit. Oh, okay. I think just depends, Sets it up for him. Yeah, it just depends on how the day is, but uh, he's usually pretty fast out there. But, yeah, it's, it's super nice, and it's a lot different than what we used to ride. And then he also has a short track up. Uh, above or are hayden in them's houses. oh i didn't so, know that okay yeah, that's uh probably one of the best short tracks that i've ever rode so, seriously yeah they, they have lights and stuff out there and, wow. uh, that and the, especially in the fall when it's not too hot and you can keep some moisture in the track and then turn the lights on it's it's awesome that's wait,
0: what kind of surface is it just regular dirt it's not like pea gravel or anything yeah, like it's that it's just
2: like i don't know like a clay short track or wow something. yeah it's up on a hill too so all the water runs off so oh that's cool so the turn track isn't there a tree there yeah, he, uh, we there, we had Jesse Janish, the flat track guy. He came out there and rode with us, and it was a little slick. He ended up parking his 450 into the side of the tree. I wondered if that tree
0: was ever going to come into the place. Yeah,
2: it's missing some bark, but <laughs> <laughs> you just got to be careful. But the main thing riding with those guys every day is like it's a race no matter what. Right. Same way on the bicycle. That's why some people don't like riding with this is because every day right out of the gate, they're – wide open so yeah you just got to be prepared before you get there just to know that that's how it's going to be every day it took <laughs> me a while to get used to it but so how, when you go there so
0: how does it work with like fuel like does somebody bring the gas or do you guys all bring your own and fill
2: up your own bike how, how do you divide that yeah, up yeah we all just keep our own stuff that oh you like, do so every day i'll take all my stuff back to my house wash it or whatever and then change the oil on my bike then take it back and then uh, you just bring your own gas, whatever else. Most of the time, we're mooching off JD, though. If we need to <laughs> I was going to say. I or, figured JD uh, would get mooched on. Yeah. <laughs> and he does all the work on the bikes yeah, if you need he's it. He's the mechanic for everyone, and and, the, and he rides the longest. So, <laughs> and he preps the track. And he preps the track. Right. So Water's in everything. He the shaft, honestly. But, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're thankful for JD, because if not, it'd be a – you wouldn't probably. He probably keeps you going with the whole thing a little yeah, bit, right? Yeah, for sure, keeps us going because he's the one that's texting every day, asking what we're what we're doing for the day. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So he keeps leader. everyone motivated, and he uh, after Nikki passed away, he kind of took the top spot, or I guess Roger took the top spot there for his last year or two, and then now JD took his spot. So oh, that's cool. He stepped up to the plate, and uh, yeah, he helps us out a lot. That's yeah. good. Um, do you always have it set up
0: so? Like, is every day you ride a ride bicycles and then you do the turn track as well, or does it
2: depend? Uh, just depends kind of how, what the week's like. Usually because this year he's been doing flat truck and road race that uh, he hasn't had much time during the week. So we'll turn track during the morning. We'll do two or three 30-minute motos, and then we'll go cycle 20 miles in the afternoon. Wow. And, but then, like, gym stuff we all do on our own. Oh, you so, do? Yeah. Okay. So then, but if we're not riding, then we'll meet at Rogers and we'll, we'll do like a 30, 35 mile loop. Just depends on, uh, just depends on the day and how the week's laid out. What's, what gym stuff do you do? What kind of, you're trying to, it's really not trying to build muscle. You're, is it core, core strength? Yeah, core strength's a lot. And then, uh, honestly, like just cycling and running and everything. I kind of, I feel like I burned a lot of my muscle off my upper body. And I noticed a lot two weeks ago at Sonoma, so I got back with my trainer that I'd been using in the winter time and I've been using him the past two weeks so we're gonna see if that helps this weekend okay but yeah I felt like just doing a bunch of cardio and everything I was burning a lot of muscle that I had like in upper body and I ended up getting fatigued there so I'm gonna try to start putting some of that back on are
0: you specific about your diet how you what you eat and how you eat and when
2: not as specific <laughs> as I should be let's okay. say that, but. Uh, I don't eat terrible. I wouldn't say I'm nowhere on JD's level of eating strict like that. I feel like if you work hard during the day and you put in quite a few miles or ride and go bicycle, I kind of eat what I – not junk food, but I just kind of eat what I want, like go get a steak and sweet potato or whatever, like I'm not super strict.
0: And there's a lot of nutrients in uh,
2: beer. (laughs) I don't try try to drink too much beer. Oh, okay. I do. (laughs) That's why I like this good oh come on he he drinks enough beer for all three of us that's that's all
0: we need is just somebody you know to keep up so yeah when when you when you build a turn track i have questions about this is it you know how like the the buffalo chip is or you know the tt at peoria is a turn track is it supposed to be it's supposed to have some turn at some point it's an oval but there's you want to do some left and right action, right? On That's that, why it's dirt? called
1: turns.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I mean, does it depend on how many turns? Does it matter? Uh, is JD's got we're more turns? We just kind of wing
2: it. Do you do? Honestly, <laughs> okay. like Nikki used to plan it out based on a track that he liked or that yeah. he was going to. Okay. But uh, yeah, we just wing it. Like Jake, he just got some uh, property back home. So we're just we'll just go out there and ride a layout or whatever. Like just throw some tires out and see what we like and then... Once we find a layout that we like, then we'll take the tractor and disc over. Oh, it. really? Okay. So you'll try it out. That's cool. Yeah, so that's good. A, we don't overcomplicate it. Right. But I mean, you are trying to d- make some right turns in there <laughs> yeah, as well. Yeah. Try- I mean, we're trying to make corners on the turn track like some of the racetracks that we do. Okay. Yeah. So like we have a fast chicane here. JD has a fast chicane at, at his place too. So it, it's kind of replicates that. Oh, that's cool. That's what uh, I work on with Ken, is like he'll he'll take he knows what our track looks like so he'll say we're going here next weekend treat this corner like turn seven at pittsburgh wow right? say for instance, Man, that's cool. like that so, that is
0: cool yeah because it's so, it's so funny about motorcycle racers you guys don't practice your craft as you know basketball players shoot around every day yeah. you know you guys kind of you ride a lot but it's in terms of actual road racing you don't do it until you get to the track it's such a weird deal
2: yeah, it is. With it being so expensive and track rental being so expensive that you don't uh, you don't get much time. That's why I'm super thankful that the team that I'm on has the riding school and that they let they let us come out there and practice whenever we want. They have quite a few uh, rig days during the year that they have students with and let us come out and ride. So that's a huge help for me is getting to spend time away from the track working on the road race bike because if not, we're stuck on a dirt bike, everywhere. right? And and that's
0: Utah Motorsports campuses that you're talking about, right? That you race at? Yeah, they
2: ride a couple different places. They have High Plains, Utah Motorsports, uh, Thunder Hill, and Chuck Wall all winter. Oh, they go uh, out
0: uh, west too. Okay. Wow. So
2: they've got a couple different tracks that we can go to. And uh, that's cool because you're in a no-pressure environment. You can go out there and if you want to work on something for 10 laps, you do that. Just pull in, stop for a minute, rethink, and then go out there and work on something else for 10 laps. where when you come here, you got to be up to up to speed right away, and uh, you're going to revert back to whatever you've been practicing on. So, mm. uh, and you've got some more dirt
1: tracks coming up, including a, your first twins production race, right? Yeah,
2: production twins next weekend at Springfield. I'm doing Saturday and Sunday. Uh, just got a bike this week, so we're going to see how that goes. I know I watched. The race from last year the other day, Shane Narbonne was a Moto America guy. And yeah, he did pretty well, yeah, did he? he got on a twin last year there and did pretty well, so I have uh, high expectations yeah. this week. I'm, so I'm have you ever ridden one on a good. big track, or have you ever ridden one I've at all? I've never sat on a twin before. Wow. So I, I rode a 450 at Indy Mile a couple of years ago, but and that went pretty well, but I've never been on a big bike. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm saying, like, the weight and the speed is not going to be any different than the 600 or anything out here, so... Right. I don't think it's going to be that big of a difference, but it'll definitely be something new for sure. Will you get to ride it at all before you go to Springfield? Uh, that's what I'm trying to figure out okay. right now is uh, I'm trying to get it down to Owensboro because we have a track there and uh, we'll see if we can get some laps on it before next weekend. If not, we'll swing it. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be great. Well, I think that's uh,
1: probably enough time with Nick. Um, thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, thank you guys for really, really good to to have you out again you. and also make sure you uh subscribe to your moto america live plus so you can watch these races if you can't come in person obviously we'd love to have you come out for pittsburgh here and uh and join us for the weekend so anyway uh you guys have a good weekend good luck All right. thanks thanks pal
0: good to have you nick